Praise the Lord, everyone. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. Amen. <clears throat> the psalmist has told us that God is our refuge and God is our strength, a very present help in trouble. We will not fear, though the earth be moving, though the mountains be carried into the mix of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. He says, Selah, there's a river, a stream that shall make glad the cities of God, the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and God will help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he utters his voice, the earth melted. Be still, amen, he says, and know that I am God. Amen. I will be exalted in the land. I will be exalted among the heathen. Praise God. We are serving a mighty, mighty God. Amen. And his promises is not going to fail us. Amen. And he will always be with us. He says, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will help you. Amen. So whatever we are facing in our lives, we've got a promise from God. Amen. That he's going to walk with us through this whole thing. Amen. And we just keep our eyes upon him and trust him. Amen. And we know that all things do work together for good, right? To them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, God is my refuge and strength, my refuge in time of trouble, trouble. God is my refuge and strength, my refuge in time of trouble, and he will hide me under the rock, under the rock, under the rock, and he will hide me under the rock, and I'll be safe in the time of trouble. Well, God is my refuge and strength, my refuge in time of trouble, trouble. God is my refuge and strength, my refuge in time of trouble. And he will hide me under the rug, under the rug, under the rug. And he will hide me under the rug, and I'll be safe in the time of trouble. Well, God is my refuge and strength. My refuge in time of trouble, trouble. God is my refuge and strength, my refuge in time of trouble. And he will hide me under the rock, under the rock, under the rock. And he will hide me. Under the rock, and I'll be safe in the time of trouble. He will hide me under the rock, under the rock, under the rock, and he will hide me 
under the rock, and I'll be safe in the time of trouble. God, I praise you again this morning. God, I know you are my refuge. I know you are my strength. Uh, you are a very present help uh, in the times of trouble. Amen. Praise God. I can put my trust in the Lord. Amen. It's better to trust in the Lord, uh, the Bible says, than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Praise God. He will hide me. I shall not die but live and glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. All nations surround me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They compass me about. Yea, they compass me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They have cast so at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has been become my salvation. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. Thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God and I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy and do it forever. The Lord is my shepherd, uh, and I shall not want. Uh, he maketh me to lie in green pastures. Uh, he leadeth me beside the still waters. Uh, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness uh, for his name's sake. Uh, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Make a joyful noise. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. For we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth, and do it to all generations. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for another glorious day. Thank you for another beautiful day. You are my God and my hope. You are my peace and my strength and my song. And I will bless you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. He's worthy of the highest praise. He's worthy to be glory. He's worthy to be thanked. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. He is the Lord of all creation. He is the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. 
Oh, worthy, worthy is the Lord. Worthy, worthy to be praised. Worthy to be exalted. Worthy to be exalted. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. Amen. Praise God. Boy, what some beautiful days the Lord has given us. Amen. So let me encourage you. Stand strong. Amen. We know the earth is off course. We know it's turned upside down. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why we can rejoice and stand strong. Amen. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fret. Amen. He's with us all the way to the end. Amen. We want to go right to our lessons that you may be seated. We've talked about the epistles of John. And we want to keep in mind, amen, the four purposes John tell us that he's written this gospel, uh, this epistle to us. Number one is he wants to add to our joy. He wants our joy to be overrunning. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So he wants to add to our joy. The second reason he tells us he wrote this epistle to us is to guard us against sin. Because once, as I said time and time again, once we become born again, now we must practice to avoid sin and doing wrong because we're going to a better place and we know that sin cannot enter there. The third reason he tells us he's written us epistle to us is to guard us against false teachers because in the last days we know that there are going to be false teachers in the land. And the fourth reason he tells us that he has written this gospel epistle to us is to strengthen our faith and to give us assurance that we have eternal life. Amen. And so we've been in the first John chapter 5. We've been focusing on that a little bit. And so last week we was looking at John, what he had said there uh, in verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begatteth, loveth him also that is begotten of him. So in other words, Jesus said, you love me, you love my Father, you love God as well, because in him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. So we need to realize that. So John is trying to enlighten us. He's trying to encourage us uh, through this, and he wants us to learn to love God and to love one another. And at the same time, he wants us to be excited about this thing. See, serving God is not a bore. It comes down to every one of us in our walk with God that we have to get it into our mind so that our hearts are fixed. It is steadfast. It is unmovable because we're going to a better place. If I focus on the surrounding, if I focus on the world and the things of the world, I'm going to be discouraged. I'm going to be weighted down. It's going to pull me. It's going to tug me. This is why the Bible constantly reminds us to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. This is what the whole journey is, is a faith walk. And you've got to build your faith in God and trust God or else you will not make it. Amen. We've got to stand strong. Now notice John jumping down to verse uh, uh, chapter verse four. John says, "For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith." Amen. Where is your faith right now? 
How strong is your faith in what is going on in the world right now? Are you losing focus based on what you're hearing, based on what you're seeing taking place, or are you standing steadfast in the Lord? Remember now, we have already seen through Scripture, as we have said constantly time and time again, the things which are written for is written for our learning and our example. So when we look at the disciples in the ship, going to the other side, and Jesus is sleeping in the hinder part of the ship. They began to fear because the waters were coming into the ship. They thought the ship was going to sink. As they were throwing out the water, more water was coming in. They awake Jesus, and they says, Master, don't you care that we perish? Jesus stood, rebuked the winds and the waves, and says, Peace, be still. Then he turned to his disciples and says, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Amen. A lesson learned. Storms of life is going to come. Things is going to turn your world upside down. There's going to be times you feel like you're sinking and there's no help whatsoever. But you always got to remember, this is the old ship of Zion. It is the hope for the lost and the dying. It is a soul-saving station. It is the tower of salvation. Jesus pilots this ship. He's on board with us uh, because he's promised us he's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. So we have to have faith uh, and trust and believe, and we're going to get to the other side. Amen. Jesus got them to the other side, and he's going to get us to the other side. So notice what John says is, whosoever is born of God, overcome the world. You don't focus on the world. You don't think about the things that's going on in the world. Yes, it's happening, but don't lose focus. Amen. Where you're going. Yes, you need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be able to to see what is transpiring. But you need to hold to your faith. Amen. The ways of of God is not hard. Amen. You know, if you look at First John 5, 2, and 3, John says, By this we know that we are the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. And this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. They're not hard. Amen. They're not weighty. They're light. I think the last time I checked the scripture, Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Amen. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and uh, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my burdens are easy, yoke is easy, and my burdens are light. The word of God is not hard. It's not. I don't care how you dice it, cut it, live at it. It is not hard. It is real easy to do. People say, oh, I can't do that. That's too hard. No, it's not. It's easy. Serving God is easy. God, believe me, brothers and sisters, he did not make it hard. He's made it too easy. That's the problem. And people are trying to make it hard. Notice what Proverbs 13, 15 says. You want to know what's hard? It says the ways of a transgressor is hard. Amen. Notice. Good understanding, give it favor. But the way of a transgress is hard. You sin, it's going to be hard. Sinning is the most hardest thing in this life. 
Don't think for one moment doing wrong is going to give you reward. It's going to be hard. It's going to weigh you down. You're going to always be looking over your shoulder wondering. Amen. And what, what, what are you going to do? Amen. It's, sinning is hard. I've been there. <laughs> I got a couple of t-shirts I can sell you. You know, the way of a transgressor is hard. But living for God is easy. All he's saying, he's already told us that on these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophet. Love God and love your neighbor yourself. And we saw the uh, last week that if we do unto others as we do unto ourselves. He says, on that hangs all the law in the prophet. Because if I treat you the way that I want to be treated, that means I love you and I care for you. And I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is why Paul says in Romans 28, 35, who shall separate me from the love of God? You're going to let the world pull you away from God? You're going to let people take you away from God? You're going to let things pull you away from God? Come on, wake up. Amen. If you don't have God, what do you have? You don't have anything because Jesus has already told us, without me, you can do nothing. Amen. You're going to find yourself weighted down and burdened. Amen. But I choose to serve God and cast all my cares upon the Lord because he cared for me. Amen. This life is to be full of joy. Jesus tell us, amen. And John 10, 10, he said, the thief cometh not but for the steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life, and that more abundantly. You see, an abundant life is a joy-filled life. It's overflowing with constant joy. You don't have to worry about being burdened. You don't have to fear. Amen. You got a God who's with you every step. Of the way. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. So don't let people try to put you in a box and tell you you can't serve God and you can't live for God. Believe me, this is the best thing that ever happened to me, the song said. Amen. You can make it. You can be excited. You can be anything you want in life. Praise God. With Him. What did Paul says in Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. God knows everything that I have need of, the Bible says, before I ever asked him. He's my father. He knows what I have need of. I don't have to fret. I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry. As the song says, I don't worry when things go wrong because Jesus filled my heart with a song. It's amazing what praising can do. We have got to get in the heartbeat uh, of being thankful and everything. I think that's what the scripture tells me right and everything give thanks uh, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you when you woke up this morning did you give God thanks Uh, did you say God I thank you you woke me this morning God I thank you that I had a roof over my head God did you I had clothes to put on my back Uh, amen that I had a vehicle to ride in that I had finances in my pocket amen because if we don't have an attitude of gratitude 
We'll give in to the world every time. Praise God. So the ways of a transgressor is hard. The ways of God is easy. Proverbs twelve twenty eight. And the way of the righteousness is what? Life. Notice. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. You've got to learn to do right. You have to learn to do right. That's what God desires. There's no death in that way. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The Lord possessed me, it says in Proverbs 8, in the beginning of his ways, before his works of old. I was set up from the beginning, for everlasting, and ever the earth was. When there was no mountains, I brought forth. When there was no hills, I brought forth. Amen. Before he strengthened the foundations of the deep, before he made it all, wisdom was right there beside him. Amen. And wisdom says, listen to me. If you want to live, you wait at my gate and you watch at the post of my door. But if you sin against me, you're going to die. See, but in his ways is right. That's where life is. Because God is a God of righteousness. And neither is there salvation in any other. But there's none of the name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. So John goes on here now, and he's hitting this fourth point deep in this fifth chapter. And whatsoever is born of God overcome the world, and this is the victory. It's your faith. Amen. If you want to overcome the world, you've got to get strong in your faith. Amen. Now notice what Peter tells us in Second Peter chapter 1. Amen. Verse 5 through verse 11. He says, add to your faith virtue. Besides this, give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue. Start out with moral excellence and learn how to do what is right. Amen. So, add faith to virtue. To virtue, knowledge. In other words, get the knowledge of God. Proverbs 1-7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You've got to have knowledge of why you're doing what you're doing. If I was to ask you, Brother Jesse, why did you come to church today? What would you tell me? <laughs> Don't tell me. Amen. <laughs> but, but, but you have to realize, know what you're doing, why you're doing it. If it doesn't align with the Word of God, you're wrong. It's trouble. See, you need to know what God's Word says. Study, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, to show yourself approved to God, workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly divide the Word of truth. You've got to study. Amen. It is amazing we go to school and study. Why don't we study the Bible? Amen. That's where life is. Amen. Jesus says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what is a man going to give in exchange for his soul? You know, I can have degrees behind my name as long as Rockefeller Center. You know, 
I got every degree there is. I'm an AA. I'm an apostolic apostle. I got a PhD. I'm a Pentecostal holy disciple. I got an MA. Amen. <laughs> you name it. I've already got degrees. See? But I need to have knowledge. Notice Proverbs, amen, chapter 2, verse 5. I mean, verse, chapter, <laughs> Proverbs chapter 2, verse, <laughs> I think it's verse 10. I might be wrong. When wisdom enter thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee and understanding will keep thee. Notice, it start with wisdom being in you. So how do I overcome the world? Hello? I overcome the world by my faith in God and His Word. See? I've got to understand God's Word. See, because once I have wisdom in me, it's going to teach me right from wrong. Do and don't. See, it's going to help me make right choices and right decisions. This is why you need discretion. Think about all the mistakes you may have made in your life if you'd have just had a little bit of discretion before you made that decision. If you'd have studied it out before you made that decision, what would have happened? What could have happened better for you? See, we've got to understand here. Amen. We've got to learn to have faith in God and his abilities. So Peter says you add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge patience. Jesus says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. James tells you in James 1, he says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect. Needing nothing. Amen. You've got to give patience a chance to work on your behalf. Amen. Because if you just run headlong into things and not study it out, it's going to create some issues and problems for you. See, you want to overcome this world. You don't want to be drawn by the things of this world. You don't want this world to impact your life so bad that you can't breathe, you can't see, you don't know what is going on in your life. Amen. No matter how much junk is going on around us, we need to have patience and learn what, how to wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40 says what? They that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like as an eagle. They should run and not be weary, and they should walk and not faint. Amen. But it, we, it starts with having the patience and learning how to wait. Don't run headlong into things. Learn how to wait upon God so you don't create a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of problems for yourself. 
give God a chance to work on your behalf. So he says, add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge patience, patience, temperance, self-control. You have to learn how to control you. See? Notice where it's coming from. All this is starting with what? Faith. See? Your faith in God and God's ability. You, If you're going to overcome this world and its ways, love not the world, John says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is not of the Father, it's of the world, and the world passes away. And this is what you're trying to overcome, is pride, lust, and greed. <laughs> Amen. You're trying to overcome the things of this world, because that's what the world is all about. See? So you have to be able to overcome these things. And John says, whosoever is born of God, overcome it. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. If you've been born again of the water and the spirit, if you've got the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you've got all the power you need to overcome this world and to walk according to God's word. You need nothing else. That's why John says in 1 John 2, 6, if we say that we know him, then we should ought to walk the same way that he walked. Amen. If Christ is in me, then I should be strong enough to stand on the faith that he's given me because Jesus says all I need is not just the faith of a grain of a mustard seed and I can say to a mountain to be moved uh, and it'll move. See, I overcome by my faith. I've got to understand where is my faith. That's why Jesus asked the disciples, says, where's your faith? What'd you do with it? If you are, if, if you are, are wearied right now and going crazy about this pandemic, I want to ask you one question. Where's your faith? Who took it? Who'd you give it to? Where did it go? This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Amen. See, we, we, if we have God's wisdom and knowledge and understanding and we're walking by faith, we're, we'll know what to do is right. We'll know how to make it. We'll keep our eyes on the ark. So if we are born again, then we overcome this world, and it's by our faith. Look at Hebrews 11. Amen. Hebrews 11, the faith chapter real quick here. Let's dive in there real quick. Amen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen was not made by the things which doth appear. It takes faith to realize something bigger. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, it was a big bang theory. God says, let it be, and bang, it happened. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, he created all this. So if you just walked outside and looked around, or even right in here, 
It's just increase your faith to know, look what God did. God made me. Think about how pretty you are, Sister Miriam, because God made you. Think about it. Look how ugly brother the movie is, because God made him, right? <laughs> no, he's a good-looking guy. I just messed with him. <laughs> but think about it. We could just look around right in here and look at each other and see this is part of God's creation. And we should give him praise. We should give him glory. Amen. We know that man can't do this. Amen. He's trying. But that which will be has already been. (laughs) So he's not coming up with anything new. So don't even listen to the media. He's not, they're not coming up with nothing that has not already been existed and made by God. Nothing. I'm sure you heard this story about the guy was going to challenge God, right? And he says, I can do everything you do. I can make a man too. God says, okay, you go first. God reached down. God said, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not yours. I already made that. That's mine. <laughs> Show me how you're going to do it without some of my stuff. You know. <laughs> Amen. It's already been. Scripture tells you that. You know, when you look at when the reason it took them so long to discover America, the Americas, is why? They thought the earth was flat and they'd fall off. But if they'd read the Bible, Isaiah's already told you he sits on a sphere. Amen. The earth has always been round. It already was in the book. If they'd read the book, they would already knew that the earth was round. Amen. They, you know, it's, it's there. People's trying to come up with all kinds of new things and new gadgets and everything. You know, talking about science. This all science is going to do is bring you right back to the Word of God. Amen. Everything God made from the creation is in place. But man don't want it because they can't see God. But Jesus said, you can find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. If you search for him according to the ways, you'll find him. Because he says, I'm not fair from every one of you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. You can feel him. You can touch him. We have not a God that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. He can be touched. So the things that appear, verse 3, through faith we understand, amen, that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were not made by the thing which appear. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testified of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet they speak. Amen. In other words, Abel says, look, give God the best. Give God the right. Give God the first. Amen. That's what this passage is saying. If you're walking by faith like Abel, you always give God your very best. You always give him the first. You give him the first dollar you get or 
first amount that comes. Amen. You, you're showing him that you trust him and you believe him. Amen. That's all tithing is, is, is you giving God first. You said, God, I trust you. You're going to provide for me because I've been young and now I am old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Amen. Your first child should be dedicated to God. As a matter of fact, all your children should be dedicated to God because they come from God because it's the fruit of the womb. Amen. And the heritage is from the Lord. Hallelujah. So Abel, amen, he walked with God by faith. Verse 5, Enoch, when he was translated, that he should not see death, for he was not found because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony. What was it? He pleased God. Do you please God? What's the purpose? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Enoch walked with God, if I read the scripture correctly, 300 years. And he pleased God. Amen. Can you imagine? You know what that is saying? From the time Enoch came into relationship with God, he stayed the course. And that's the same way with you and me. We overcome this world by our faith. We stay the course. I don't care what happens. I don't care how many storms of life. I don't care how much junk comes this way. We stay the course. Amen. The Lord told Jeremiah, where is the, stand and see and ask, where is the old way? Where is the good path? And stand in it and walk in it and you'll find rest unto your soul. You've got to stay in the course. Amen. You're on your way to a better place. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So don't get off course. Enoch walked with God 300 years, and he wasn't. And finally, God says, okay, Enoch, come on. Amen. And he wasn't found because God translated him. Amen. That's what you wanted. Just walk with God. We don't know when the Lord's coming. See? That's why the Bible says, be ye ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man is coming. If Jesus came right now, every one of you, I pray, will be shot up, as Paul says, to meet the Lord in the air. God forbid if you left. Because Peter says, this earth is going to melt with fervent heat. Yeah. Me and my wife in devotions the other day, we was in discussion. And I looked up, you know, how far the earth is from the sun and all that, you know. Millions and millions of miles. Like 93 millions miles from the earth to the sun. And then the earth to the moon, you know. But think about it. Just think about this. How many of you was hot the other day at 90 degrees? Think about it. And the sun is 93 million miles away. And you hot at 90 degrees. And you think about what's going to happen. Because Peter is saying this earth is going to melt with fervent heat. 
and everything in it is going to be burned up. So you think if God keeps inching it closer and closer and closer to the sun, what's going to happen? The earth is off course. I'm telling you right now, it is off course. And the next thing is going to happen is it's going to slam right into the sun. And God forbid, I'm going to be ready. I want to be ready to get out of here. So Enoch walked with God, and God took him. Amen. Think about Elijah. You know, Elijah told Elisha, he said, stay here because the Lord is sending me to uh Beth, I meant to Jericho. And Elijah, what did Elijah say? That's the Lord living, and that's my soul living. I'm not leaving you. Amen. So he went with him to Jericho. He said, stay here. The Lord is sending me to Bethel. He says, nope. As the Lord liveth, that my soul liveth. I'm not leaving you. And he followed them to Bethel. Elijah says, Elisha, stay here. The Lord is sending me to the Jordan. He says, nope. As the Lord liveth, your soul liveth. I'm not leaving you. And they went to the Jordan. When they got there, Elijah says, Elijah, what do you want? He said, all I want is a double portion of your spirit. You know, and Elijah said, well, you're asking a hard thing. He says, but if you see me when I go up, it'll be done. They crossed the river, walked over the other side, and then all of a sudden the chariots came and boom, Elijah was gone. Manta dropped back. Elijah just walked over, picked it up, walked back to the Jordan River and smoked the Jordan River and says, where is the God of Elijah? He put his faith in action right there. It was already in motion from the time he threw his mantle on him and called him. He he killed his oxen. He killed everything he had, burnt the plow, you know, to, to cook the ox, you know, and he followed him all the way. And when he got that mantle, he came back and he put it into action. And you see, Scripture shows you that Elijah did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. Amen. So we've got to follow. Amen. We've got to walk like Enoch. Without verse 6, but without faith is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. You've got to believe. You've got to put your belief in place. Amen. Verse 7, by faith. Amen. Noah, being warned of God of things not seen of yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By which he had condemned the world and became, what? The heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Amen. God says, Noah, I'm going to destroy the world. I want you to build an ark. He immediately start building. Hello, what lessons are we learning? We already told, been told God's coming again. We've already been told the earth is going to be destroyed by fire. So what are you building what are you preparing? Amen. It's going to be tried. We already, Peter and Paul already told us, whatever we build is going to be tried by fire. Amen. So you better make sure that it's solid, 
and fireproof. Amen. You need to make sure that your life is built on the Word of God and that the Word of God is all around you. The armor of God is intact. Amen. You need to have your homes being built solid on the foundation and on the Word of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because heaven and earth is going to pass away. But my Word, Jesus says, will not pass away. And you want to have the Word of God in you. Amen. So Noah built an ark to the saving of his house. He condemned the world. Amen. Amen. He says, I'm not going that way. I'm not going to be, because God has already told him, I'm going to destroy it. So build an ark, Noah. So if God has already told us that he's going to destroy it, why am I going to take a chance of being out there? I don't want to get caught off guard. By faith, Abraham, when he was called of God to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, Boom, here's that magic word. He obeyed. <laughs> and he went out, not knowing where he was going. God says, Abraham, leave home. He says, okay, I'm out of here. Amen. Come out from among them. Be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things. And I'll receive you myself, and I'll be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. As having his promises, dear to the beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfect holiness and the fear of the Lord. So Abraham left. Verse 8, 9. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as is a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for that place. Amen. We're going to keep pressing on to the high mark. Of God. Amen. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when, and, and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged them faithful that had promised. Therefore sprang there even as one and as good as the dead, as many as the stars in the sky and multitude and by the sand of the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and was persuaded by them and embraced them. Amen. And confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. They embraced it. They got a hold of it. That's what we've got to do. We've got to get a hold of this. We've got to hold on to it. We do not let it go. Amen. Stay fast in the faith. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Amen. Build your hopes on things eternal. Amen. We overcome the world. Amen. By the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. So, John wants us to... Have strong faith. Amen. So that we know that we have eternal life. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word again this morning, O oh God. I pray, Lord, that our faith will be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Let us walk according to thy will and thy way, God. Continue to guide us and lead us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Let's take a small break.